Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. We're going to jump right into an episode of Queers Folk. Yeah, we are. We are jumping into episode 116. We are just moving our way through season one. We are. We're just chugging along. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get to that season finale one of these days. Uh, but until then, we're starting at episode 116. So we're going to dive right in. We're going to dive deep. Yep, let's get it. <laughs> okay, so we start out with David, Dr. David and Michael, and they're having a snow day with the snowman. And so then we just get a montage of them, and they're having fun together. They're going out to eat, going shopping, spending all this time, this little couple time together. And it's cute seeing them like that. Yeah. Because I mean, we know that they're a couple, they're, they live together, they're always doing things, but we never see their activities. Yeah, well, and we're getting to see Michael in a different way. Before, he was spending, of course, all of his time with his group of friends mm-hmm. and at Babylon or at work or at the diner. And so getting to see him in different settings, even than just these little snippets, it's kind of nice to see that he is leaning in pretty heavy in yeah. this relationship that he's in. Absolutely. Because personally, I thought it was going to still be a, a struggle, yeah. you know, to separate those lives. Mm-hmm. You know, his party lies with his single friends and then you right. know transitioning to david so but he's doing it yeah seamlessly. looks like he's doing it yeah mm-hmm. but uh as this goes on we start to see a little bit of what could be an issue as um we see that david dr david is constantly the one paying for things and he's telling michael no i got it put your wallet back i got it i got it girl that's cute <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts off really cute and sweet, but then Michael starts to look annoyed after a while. No, seriously, I'm kidding. It it starts. It's a great gesture. Yeah, you know, he wants to spoil Michael. I get what he, I get what he's doing. Right. But then it makes me think. You know, every time we see the interaction with um, Doctor David and Michael, David is always in control. He's a right. controlling one, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's using this money. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wine and dine you. It's another form of control to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, and it puts Michael back in that position where we've talked about he has a, we love Debbie. She's amazing, but she can be a little bit of an overbearing mother. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes to the background and then he's got that with his friendship with Brian. And so like, he's constantly just taking that, that uh, background role. And so uh-huh. now it's happening in his relationship too, where he came into this wanting to be an equal, but mm-hmm. Because of finances, he's not an equal. And just Absolutely. and just because of Dr. David's attitude and his mentality. Right. Yeah. And he's not being mean. No. It's a super sweet gesture. It's just the fact that, hey, let me be a part of this. Mm-hmm. It's a we, you know, like it's us. Yeah. So. Well, so they are at dinner and once again, Dr. David's gonna pay, probably because Michael probably cannot afford this ticket. No. <laughs> Very fancy restaurant. Pick and choose but, your battles, baby. Uh, yeah. But he tells Dr. David, you know, I feel funny. And then, you know, by letting you pay for everything. And then he gives him a check that's $300 that is supposedly half of the month's expenses. This man is <laughs> is ridiculous. I, I don't know where he's living for half the bills for, for 300 real? Yeah. Because I want to move there. I'm going. <laughs> I, I already got my, my bags I'm moving packed. there tomorrow. That part. Okay. So they have a little bit of a... They reach something like a tentative <laughs> resolution there. And then we go over to Babylon, and it is lesbian night. So it looks totally different than what we're used to seeing at yeah. Babylon. Uh, but Melanie is there, and Ted and Emmett have come along to just to be a support, I guess kind of be her wingmen mm-hmm. that night. But they are not having much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, is there even a back room on that night? I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah, I'm like, no. We got to find out. We got to call and find out. And they all had clothes on at Babylon <laughs> when it's gay night. You know? oh, yeah, like a normal uh, night at Babylon. Yeah. Like, that's way too many clothes. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, where are we at? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? 
Um, but yeah, so Mel is there and they're like pointing out different women like, oh, what about her? What about her? But clearly she's, her mind is stuck on Lindsay. Like every time she looks at them, she only sees Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Ted tells her, well, hey, why don't you go home and tell her how you feel? Tell her, you miss her, you want to get back together. And Melanie says, well, how can I go back after what I did? So that's kind of where, where she's at. She's missing her. She's pretending to kind of want to move on, but really she's still stuck on Lindsay. She is. She can't move on, but listen, she should have swallowed that pride weeks ago. Yeah. And should have stayed with her family, but no, she wanted to leave. Right. I mean, yes, you made a mistake, but Lindsay was there to forgive you. Right. Well, and she you- was willing to, it's like, okay, well, let's figure out a way to work through it, you right. know, is where, where Lindsay was at. But then Mel's just like, nope, ain't no way you can forgive me. Ain't no way we'll get past it. Yeah. So she's left, yeah. And then every interaction since then, she was rude or awkward. Yeah. So it was like, no, now you want to say you miss me? But I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't turn the emotions on and off. Um, But yeah, I think she may have missed that window. <laughs> If it was me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so Brian is um, giving Justin a ride to school one morning. So I wonder if he stayed at the loft or, he's, or if he stayed at Debbie's that night. But The loft. The, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Uh, so Brian's taking him and we find out that Justin got a 1500 on his SATs, which is very impressive. Very. And so he's listing all the universities that he has um, applied to. And as he's naming them, Brian's kind of putting some things together and he's kind of shocked. And before he can catch himself, he says, you're going out of state. Mm. <laughs> and Justin lights up like a Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, because he picks up on the, He knows Brian's cues and Brian's gestures. Like Brian gives a shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian gives a shit. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And finally, we get to see some type of emotion given back to Justin. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, because then Justin's like, what? Like, you care? Like, at first, he's kind of like, I can't believe you care. Then he realizes, like, oh, and Brian's like, oh, no, I just, this is first time hearing about it. I just never knew about it. But mm. the fact of the matter is, they have become a, a part of each other's normal, a part yep. of each other's, like, day-to-day life, for the most part. And so Brian's just kind of, like, assuming, okay, things keep rolling like that. But then there's, like, oh, there could be an end to this. Yep. And that kind of, it's the first time that he's had to face that, mm-hmm, that possibility. He never thought about graduation day. And what is he doing yeah, after graduation? Right. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah, right there in that little moment. <laughs> yeah, his guard gun falls down. And, yeah, he reveals probably a little bit more than he wanted to. Yeah, but I loved it. Yeah, I did, too. Absolutely loved it. Uh, so he drops him off at school. And Justin, you know, has got his sunshine <laughs> grin on his face. And Daphne notices it. And she says, well, you know, what happened? What did he say? Mm-hmm. And Justin says, well, it's what he didn't say. Well, because he didn't refute anything he, that Justin said. Like, true. Nothing. And Justin was just being, you know, sing-songy, having fun about it. But yep. there was some truth to what Justin was saying. It was. And saying, like, you do care. <laughs> but Brian being Brian, he's never going to come out and say it. Oh, know? no. He's indirectly, not. <laughs> like he used to say, he, he didn't refute anything. He kind of had a little, that sexy grin thing that he yeah, does. Yeah, or that no. just, or just that, like, I'm yeah. not dealing with that mm-hmm. issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, still at St. James, Daphne and Justin go to class, and Chris Hobbs is in there. Mm. And he's picking on some poor kid in the classroom who he says is gay. And Justin walks in and sees this happening, and he immediately stands up for the kids, like, hey, leave him alone. It just shows how brave he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the kid is even brave enough to stand up for him own self. Right. And Justin being the outcast is standing up for this guy. Yeah. You know? Well, and Justin knows what Chris Hobbs knows about him. Right. So he's saying that about this guy, probably just because he's basing it off of his mannerisms or whatever. Right. But he probably doesn't know it as intimately as he knows yeah. Justin's sexuality. Right. Uh, and so for Justin to even put himself out there for this kid to say that knowing 
what Chris knows about him. That is pretty brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the teacher comes in and he comes down on Justin for, yep. you know, because they get into a little shoving match and uh, Chris Hobbs and Justin do. And the teacher comes down on Justin about this. Mr. Dixon does. Mm. Yeah, man. I just that's just shitty. And poor, poor, poor Justin. I feel so bad that he had to even endure, you know, someone that he looks up to, someone that's supposed to be a scholar to them, teach them, guide them. And he's sitting there, you know, feeling the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was just, it's well, sad. and it goes on because then the teacher is taking attendance and Hobbs makes a comment, calls Justin queer when the teacher calls out his name. It's like, oh, everybody quiet down. Yeah. And then Justin says, I was like, hey, you heard what he said. I want an apology. And the teacher's like, oh. He just, sweeps it under yeah, rug. sweeps it under the rug. Like, sit down. You're disturbing class or whatever. But I guess he forgot that he's dealing with Justin Taylor, who's not gonna <laughs> just let injustice go like that. Because if he didn't know, he's gonna learn today. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, and so the all of that ends in Justin being you know sent to the office, and ultimately he gets uh, suspended. And for you guys who actually remember that episode like that, Justin went in. I stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean he he stood up to that teacher. Yeah, I mean fuck off. Yeah, gave them the two. I love it. <laughs> um, so then uh, Michael goes over to the bank because he's having some issues with his account. And while they're there, Brian is also trying to make a personal transaction with the, <laughs> with the teller. <laughs> uh, but Michael's issue is that he's got too much money in his account, uh, which is a issues. lovely problem to have. <laughs> I want yeah. those issues. Yeah. But what he realizes is that the... The little $300 a month checks that he's been giving Dr. David, Dr. David has not been depositing or cashing them. Mm -hmm. So Michael thought he was contributing at least that little bit, but he's not even doing that. Yeah, which is another slap to the face. Yeah, Yeah. because that's you being dishonest. Very dishonest. You're taking the check and then you're not even depositing it or anything. That that feels condescending to me almost. Um, It is. Because, like, is my money not good enough? Or mm-hmm. what's this? Or you really think I'm going to fault? Like, I was living before we got together. That part. <laughs> like, like, maybe my expenses were a little cheaper, but still, I was surviving. Yep. So, and yeah. Especially after Michael has voiced, hey, mm-hmm. this is something I feel strongly about. Like, I want to be a part. Yeah. And you continue to do it? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. And he got caught in it just then. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we see Melanie, and she has gone home to talk to Lindsay and Lindsay opens the door and as we're watching this Ken is like oh my gosh is this really happening is this a dream this better not be a dream <laughs> it was- <laughs> because Mel goes there Lindsay opens the door Melanie says I miss you so much I'm so sorry Lindsay is so happy to hear it she's been waiting to hear that and then they embrace and they kiss and then we realize that yeah, it's definitely a dream it's a dream <laughs> yeah I knew it god <laughs> it just seemed too happy yeah I was thinking like Mel girl I was thinking um Lindsay uh-uh. You let her off too easy? Yeah. Like, I'm mad now. <laughs> yeah. I'm always going to be mad at you, Lindsay. Yeah. But thank God it was a dream. Yeah, so that was a dream. And in reality, it was Guillaume, who we're just going to call Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He answers the door. And uh, Melanie is kind of shocked. and like, okay, and who are you? But he knows Melanie as the one who had the affair. Oh. <laughs> That's how he referred to her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm here to, he, he tells her that Lindsay is gone. And she says, well, I'm here to see my son. I want to see Gus. And he says, oh, no, that's not possible. It's yeah. feeding time. And, <laughs> and you know, Gus has a routine and he's finicky and not just anybody can feed him. 
And so she got blocked by Guy Guy. Checked her ass (laughs) real quick. Let her know. No, 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 boo boo. You do not live here. Yeah. Okay. You gave those privileges (laughs) and rights up. I have the baby. This is where I'm residing. Yeah. You can come back later. Yeah. I mean, checked her real quick and slammed the door in her face. Yes, he did. (laughs) Was not having it. Put a period on that sentence. He sure did. Exclamation Uh, point. Yeah. So then we go to the locker room at the gym and Michael is there and he's complaining to uh, Ted, Emmett, and Brian and just a locker room full of other guys about what's going on with him and um, with him and Dr. David. And while that's happening, Mel walks in and she's there to tell, to ask the guys like, hey, do y'all know what's going on with Lindsay? What's Mm -hmm. going on with her and Guy? And uh, she asks Brian, hey, when did you last talk to her? And she's like, what's going on? So Brian calls and the voicemail makes it sound like they're like a legit couple. Like this is our happy family home. <laughs> yeah. How long has this been going on? Yeah. Well, you leave you leaving the recording message. Yeah. Like, who are you? They're yeah. all shocked. Mm-hmm. He inserted himself right up in that house. He yeah. knows how to do it. Yeah, he does. So then they're kind of shocked and they're they want to know what is going on because we've never heard of this guy. And now he not only is he living in the house. He is on the voicemail, and just like, we want to know what's going on. <laughs> but before we get to that, we see Justin in his room. This is after he's been suspended from school, and you know, he's at Debbie's house. And Debbie comes in, and she's just great mm-hmm. in this episode, and definitely in this moment. She comes in with cookies and a pep talk for him. And uh, you know, part of what she tells him is that people are just ignorant and scared. When mm-hmm. they don't understand you, when they don't know you, they're ignorant and they're scared. You got two choices. You can educate them or shoot them. Is right. What she says, yeah. I'm shooting. Mm. No. <laughs> I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Yeah. No but I like that she's there for him and she understands what he's going through. And she even shares a story about Michael when he was younger and when he came out and how neighbors and friends and family uh-huh. turned against them beca- just because he was gay. And so she understands that that's a hard journey that he's going to be right. on. Um, she always gives um, the best speeches. I don't know. It's something about her character. Yeah. It's, it's motherly. Yeah. It's it's warm. Yeah. You know, inviting. Well, and just that we see Justin going through that with Debbie. Like, I'm sure Jennifer would care, but she's got nothing to, like, she couldn't share. She some, don't have any experiences yeah, she has to pull no experience from. In that, exactly. So I'm, I'm so glad that he has Debbie there for him. And not only does she comfort him, she also gives him some really good advice. Like, hey, won't you do something about it? You yeah. can either complain and, you know, be sad or you can actually do some about it. So yeah. I mean, she kind of puts like a little thought in his head, like, "Hey, you have options." And the other thing is, she encourages his bravery, and she praises that about mm-hmm. him because she says, "Not all kids are like you. They're afraid to show their faces." She's like, "I'm pretty sure you're not the only gay kid at yeah. Saint, Saint Michael's. Like, I'm pretty sure there are other ones there too." But you that when you're that age, well, he's different. He's already out of the closet. Not but, Saint Michael's. I'm sorry, Saint James. Yes, but when you're that age, oh, it just. You don't want to be searching for nobody else mm-hmm. because you searching gives you up. You yeah. Know? Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> scary. Yeah. So it's a very delicate time for Justin. And like I said, I'm glad that Debbie is there with him. Uh, over at the diner, Michael is again talking to, well, he's talking to Dr. David about him contributing and says like, I feel like a boy toy because I just found out you're not even taking what little bit that I was giving you. And I know that that's not half of the expenses. So I know you lied to me there right? (laughs) to try to make me feel better. And so they come to a conclusion that they're only going to do things that they can both afford. And so Dr. David was like, Oh, well, I guess that means I'm gonna have to cancel that trip. I booked for for the pair. (laughs) You're wrong for that. Where are they going? 
to Paris. Yeah, oh Lord. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, well, I guess we can't go there anymore because I don't think your big Q salary will pay for that kind of vacation. <laughs> so he shaded him in this, in <laughs> all in a one bit. sentence. Like, basically. So. Like, Lord, mm. he's wrong for that. Well, I knew it was totally wrong, but I went ahead and bought first class tickets. Yeah. Paris. Mm-hmm. The hotel <laughs> is five star diamond. Yeah. Like, if you don't get your ass, my God. <laughs> He's got all these VIP accommodations. And unfortunately, now they cannot do it anymore because Mm-mm. Michael can't afford it. Uh, but that's an interesting thing, just money wars in a relationship. Because that is one of the, like, top three issues that, you know, communication is one, money is another. Mm-hmm. Like, those, it's one of the top issues in relationships, like, when there's inequality with finances or how we're going to handle our finances. Uh, so it's a very important. It is topic that they're dealing with yeah you have to make sure you're on the same page when it comes to finances yeah everybody thinks differently when it comes to money and bills Mm -hmm. and things so and it does make them uh they're not equal they're unequal in Mm -hmm. that in their finances and so naturally there's going to be some rockiness and some tension around that and david's older than him so he probably accumulated more um, you know, things and savings accounts. Mm-hmm. And, and he is a doctor. I mean, Michael just became the manager of the Big Q. Yeah, well, and what Dr. David wants to do for fun is a lot different than what Michael wants mm-hmm. to do for fun. Like, Michael Woody's. would have a great... Yeah, he wants to go to Woody's and get a drink. You can take him to a comic book shop and he'll just, like, yeah. look through, scroll through all of those. But David's but going Dr. to find five, five-star restaurants. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, trips to Paris, right. first class. I mean... Right, so even just the way that they have fun and the way that they would spend their money... Um, their discre- the way they would spend their discretionary income is totally different. Uh-huh. So. so then we see that Melanie, Brian, and Emmett have pulled up on Lindsay because they need to know what is happening over here with you and Guy. They pulled up. Pulled <laughs> yeah. up heavy. Yeah. And they all side her. Mm-hmm. I'm side-eyed her. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> even yeah. Emmett. Yeah, even <laughs> Emmett. They're all like, you have some explaining to do. Emmett is hilarious in this episode. Oh, whole episode. He <laughs> Dead is. too. Um... And they find out, well, she, what uh, Lindsay tells them is that Guy has been a friend of hers. He teaches at the university. That's how she met him. And he needed a place to move. And so she was like, oh, well, I needed help with the mortgage. And so he moved in there. Mm -hmm. But then she tells them that we're going to get married because, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because he needs his green card, (laughs) which this is very illegal. It is. And she's (laughs) just like, oh, it's nothing. Yeah, she's going like, to do I mean, just, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to get married. He's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Girl, you're going to end up in jail. Yeah. Okay, and he's still going to be deported. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to lose the house anyway. So what are And CPS going to get your baby. Yeah. Like, well, Brian wouldn't let that happen. But see, girl, come on now. Like, don't do not do it. Yeah. The money can't be that good. Yeah. So after she drops that bomb on them, we go over to Woody's. And so this gang, this pull-up gang, Melanie, Brian, Ted, and Emmett, they're kind of talking about and dissecting what Lindsay has told them. And, uh, you know, Melanie is the, oh, this is all my fault. I shouldn't have cheated. Da, da, da. And Brian, Brian says, agrees. Well, it, but then he says, well, there's nothing wrong with getting your needs met, which, okay, Brian is giving this advice as a single man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, True. Uh, so well, I get where he's coming from, but it's like, Things are a little bit different when you're in the context of a relationship. Yep. And a, they had a monogamous relationship. Yep. And so things are a little bit different in that context. Yep. Just because you got a, a bad stretch don't mean you can go out there and get right. some new stretch. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you don't do that. Or, yeah, true. There's nothing wrong with getting your needs met if you're willing to face the consequences of what right. that, you know, what comes with that. Well, so. she's dealing with it now and she yeah. doesn't like it. 
Uh, well, then Justin shows up and Brian asks him, like, hey, shouldn't you be home? It's a school night. And he tells him, well, I don't have to go because I got suspended for two days. And he tells them about what happened. And then the the rest of the guys share their bullying stories from yep. high school. And that's something that they can they all have in common that they mm-hmm. can all bond over. Like, even Brian, because yeah. Ted assumes, oh, Brian, you never had anything like that happen to you. But then Brian shares a story about, no, it did happen. He does share how he retaliated. I'm about to say, that <laughs> retaliation was what's up. Yeah. <laughs> he came through with that. Yeah, ruined the guy's whole football season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something that... And I thought that was important, too. Like, it's good that he got... The support from Debbie, but I think he needed to see these other guys have walked that path too. Yep, because Debbie, Debbie's only experienced it through Michael. Right. These guys have personally experienced it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and they know how to, you know, how they felt, how they moved on, got over it. You know. Right. And if so they the, did get over yeah, it. Yeah. And so to him, they almost look kind of like success stories, as in like, yeah, this happens, but you just keep going. Yeah. You know, life mm-hmm. goes on. True. Um. So because Justin doesn't have school the next morning, he goes over to the loft with. <laughs> with Brian and we see them married together in Brian's bed and um I love this scene with them because it's sexy but but it's also like they're talking to each mm-hmm. other and Justin's like here's what's going on at my school and so based on some things Debbie told me I'm thinking about doing this gay straight alliance thing with Daphne and I really like that and I mean as much as he wants Brian he wants Brian's help. You right. Know? He's like, I'm here. We're going to have sex, but, right. you know, so he, let's like get this he together. He doesn't just want his body. You know, right. he wants his um, his opinion because he uh-huh. just says, like, you're a professional. Like, you are, you know how to market things. Like, so help me with this. I think that's good for both of them. And it just shows this growth in their relationship, this comfortableness that they have with each other. Uh, well, non-relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I really, really like um, that scene. Yeah, I just loved how Brian was like, uh, but then got up right. and gave him the whole presentation. Right, because mm-hmm. he could have just been like, I'm taking you back to Debbie's. I don't want to do this tonight. I'm going to go to Babylon and find... Because normally that's how he would be. Yeah, with it, yeah, mm-hmm. with anybody else or definitely in like episode one or two. That's yeah. how he would... No, for real. That's how he would be. But now, like... Because I think he appreciates more about Justin, too. It's, it's, he's, I mean, for a while now, it's been more than just his looks and, right. and attractiveness, the attraction between the two of them. And so I think that he does appreciate having intellectual and thought-provoking conversations with Justin, too, even if they're in the bed naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect time, too, though. You got his full attention. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He knows how to play the cards. Yeah. So, yeah. Just great scene. I love that moment between the two of them. Just the silhouettes. Their yeah. silhouettes are very was, was sexy. Mm-hmm. I like that. They're very crafty with those cameras to like, keep from showing too uh-huh. much. But, you know. They're good with those angles. Yeah. Well, and they come to a conclusion about how they can market this um, gay-straight alliance at school. Brian gives him some, some good advice there. Then we go back to the diner, and Michael is talking to Ted and Emmett, and he's telling them about Paris. And how, well, Dr. David and I came to this conclusion that we're only going to do things that the two of us can afford, but there's this trip to Paris Mm -hmm. that's really already booked. (laughs) Gold digger. (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me now. Well, Emma's like, what's the big deal? Let him pay for it. Um, And then, well, Michael's like trying to put up something like a front, like, well, you know, I want to pay my own way and I'm my own man. And 
he's like, and I'm going to hang on all this stuff. And Emmett says, all you'll have is your pride if you right. keep, you know, if you're going to be like that. It's not Dr. Davis, which this part is true. It's not Dr. Davis' fault that he has more money than you. Yeah. And that he can afford that kind of that kind of lifestyle. It's not his fault. So don't let your pride get in the way. But if mm-hmm. there are other underlying issues with that, with the control thing that you yeah. brought up, Ken, mm-hmm. then yeah, let's address that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a little form of control mm-hmm. to me. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe some, it'll change in the next episode. I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I will I will say, uh, let me get a little off topic. I mean, still topic, but off show. Go for it. Um, This couldn't have happened. It could not have happened nowadays. Because if you're 20 years older than someone and you got the money, they're, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're going to complain if you ask me to get a job. If you ask me to pay a bill. It's 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 an issue. <laughs> yeah. You're 20 plus. No, that's what you're supposed to be doing. So yeah. I mean, I'm glad Michael is actually trying to stand up, hold his own. Like I'm not here for your money. I'm here for yeah. you. And you think that's what he's trying to show? Like I'm here for you and not your money. I think it's that, but also it's just like he doesn't want to be treated like a like a trophy, you know, or like he says, I'm not your boy toy. And so I think it's that. Um, I think that is a part of it. But just in wanting to feel like, hey, I work hard. I can support myself. But that's and I can... silly to me. He has never been spoiled. That's dumb Right, to because me. he didn't grow up. I mean, Debbie works at the diner, so I don't imagine they were rolling yeah. it in, you know? No, they wasn't. Um, but he's declining someone spoiling him. Yeah. That's kind of what Ted says to him. Basically, like, don't deny yourself these opportunities yeah. just because of whatever hangups you've got about the money and what you can afford and what he can afford. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your partner. And if he wants to do something with you, then go do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have been on that plane. The first <laughs> first class tickets. I would have been like, where's my caviar? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did champagne? you not spring for the, you know, like whatever extra thing? Like, oh, you didn't spring for that? Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Real bougie. Yeah. Spoil me anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then at school, Daphne and Justin are handing out flyers for the meeting that they're going to have. And you see Chris Hobbs just wasting space and air in the background Ugh. over there listening to what they're doing. And so he comes over just to pester them because he's got nothing better to do with his life. And he makes a comment to Justin and Justin brings up, you know, what went down in the, (laughs) in that storage room or whatever. Because the first, like that moment in the classroom, I would have blasted Chris. Justin had excellent (laughs) restraint. I mean, he didn't do anything. I mean, he, he addressed the teacher, but he, he let Chris the make issue, it. He addressed but he didn't address, yeah. you, know, you know, what happened with exactly. Chris. Exactly. Yeah. He didn't attack I mean, Chris's character. He just addressed that issue. Yeah. yeah. That part. But when Chris approaches him now, he lets him know, like, hey, I didn't forget what happened in that storage yeah. closet downstairs. You know, yeah. storage room. Like, you know, I, if I was you, I would you know, watch words. Yeah. Well, then we get that flashback and we see, like, oh. Chris Hobbs knows exactly what Justin is referring to. And yeah. then he tells him, like, don't ever mention that again. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And walks away. So that's how we leave things at school. Then we see Brian and Lindsay and they're pushing Gus and they're going for a walk at the park. And um, Lindsay's telling him, well, you know, it's not a real marriage. And we find out that Guy is actually gay. Uh, and then we find out something else that Lindsay, I guess, in her younger college years was a bit of a a rebel, maybe a political radical in some uh-huh. ways, you know, always fighting for a worthy cause. And so here's a guy who wants to be in the country, but because of whatever paperwork reasons could risk being deported. And so she's trying to help him out by yeah. getting married. I think she needs something to do in life to take her mind off 
what happened with Mel, maybe. So so here's a worthy cause that she can fight by marrying him, and it'll help her financially as well. I will say, this new Lindsay without Melanie, she has backbone. Mm -hmm. I love this one. She's standing up for what she believes in. She's standing up to Brian. She's standing up to Mel. She's standing up to everybody. I love this new Lindsay. Because, you know, in the past, she was always a pushover because she would never address anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And the fact that she's like, Yo, what are you do? Why are you even here? You and my ex, <laughs> you couldn't even be in one room together, uh, the same room together. But now y'all besties, and yeah. you're here lecturing me on my choices. Yeah, like no, get on and fuck off. Period. <laughs> That's like the the theme of this episode. It fuck really kind of is. Um, now she does say one thing that I don't agree with. She says, "Well, I have to think about what's best for my son. Like I'm doing this because it's best for Gus." And I'm like, "Well, no, it's not because this is illegal. You can get yourself in trouble because of this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she's thinking that nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I I guess because like she said, he's helping with the mortgage. And so, you know, she really appreciates that. That's helping her. Because I was under the impression that Mel was still paying some bills, but apparently Mel is not paying anything. Nothing. She is the worst baby daddy (laughs) slash mama in the world. She cheated, left, still ain't paying no bills. Not babysitting, not paying for the babysitter, but you out in the club. Girl, get your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I'm right there with Lindsay. Girl, get your coin. Yeah. Well, and I know that she's trying. She was like, okay, here's an opportunity that could work out for me financially. But I'm like, I don't know that you can make the argument that this is what's best for your son. Yeah. But I mean, she's mad right now. And mm-hmm. she thinks that she's got to take the reins on things. And so, yeah. And that's the only card she can play. Anyway, like, I'm doing this for Gus. Right, because she knows that it's all this other stuff going on, but she Mm -hmm. can hide behind that because Mm -hmm. if she says it's for Gus, it's like a trump card. Nobody can say anything about that because, okay, she does need to be able to pay the bills, but she's not getting into all the other junk. Right. Um, So then we see uh, the Gay Straight Alliance. We're at the the meeting there at the school, and Debbie shows up. Love, love, (laughs) love her. Yeah, so right before she shows up, Daphne and Justin are talking, and Daphne's like, you know, I really thought more people would come. But then when Debbie walks in, she says, oh, not a bad turnout. <laughs> optimistic. Yeah, op- exactly. Optimistic. Because it could have been zero. Yeah, and just being like, hey, even one supporter, is, yeah. that's better than no supporters. Absolutely. So, yeah, I love her attitude, how she came in. She saw the glass half full. Yeah. Daphne saw it half empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she even brought cookies for everybody to feed them. And she's just awesome. <laughs> so then they get the meeting started, and Daphne is giving her speech from her no cards and the kids are not listening not paying attention and then they clearly did not understand what they were there to right. talk about and so they were like never mind i'm out of here but then justin um goes with a more personal approach and just shares like this is my experience these are the names that i have been called at this school mm-hmm. and a lot of you probably have as well or at least somebody you know you've heard somebody right. be called these names before and that gets their attention yep. and brings them back in. Mm-hmm. Because when you make it personal, when you make it real to people, when you put skin on an issue. They connect it. They connect to it, mm-hmm. yeah. So true. But that is short-lived because Mr. Dixon shows up and he breaks up the meeting because they didn't get permission. They don't have a sponsor. Just whatever. He's just being awful. He is. But, you know, Debbie give it to his ass, too. Yeah. I mean, she lets him have it. He made his match with her. 
<laughs> I loved it. Yeah. And then, so they do have to end the meeting, but the, the students leave, but they're kind of like, hey, you know, good luck next time. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll work out in the future or whatever. And as they're going out, we see Chris Hobbs standing over there with his snitching self. Oh, how are you supposed to be that bad, but over here snitching? <laughs> yeah. On the gay boys. Yeah. Like, come so, on now. Yeah. He went, he's the one who had Mr. Dixon go in there and break that up. Uh, it's like, dude, just move on. Yeah. Chris, especially if, you know, if, if it's no big deal to you, if you don't really care, if you're not gay, just move on. Leave him alone. So. Now you looking suspect. Right. To me. Exactly. You invest a little bit. At. Yeah. You invest in too much energy, too much time mm-hmm. on this one kid. You were working so hard to distance yourself from anybody at the school who's gay. Like, yeah. What's up with that? And it looks funny. Yeah. <laughs> Got my eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then we see Dr. David and Michael and they are at home in the bed and it's clear that there's a little bit of tension in the room Mm -hmm. with them. And Michael asks him, do you think I'm selfish by not taking you up on your generosity? And, um, so they talk about that a little bit. And then Michael says, well, what would make you happy? (laughs) And Game. Yeah. And Dr. David's like, well, see, having you see Paris for the first time. (laughs) uh, Michael... You took a page from Brian and Emmett, okay? Like, yeah. God. Because now, before it was like, we're not doing anything we both can't both afford. And now it's like, would it make you happy to take me? I just want yeah. you to be happy. If it makes if you it happy, make you then... happy to take me to Paris. I'll go. But I love the response. <laughs> don't do me any favors. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't do it for me. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I just I just want you happy, baby. Yeah. Do you? Well, and we talked, we touched a little bit on this earlier about, like, money issues in relationships. And I think sometimes it's different when there's a trade-off. But I guess in this situation, earlier in the episode, um, Dr. David says, oh, well, you give me your personality and your time. And it's like, yeah, but you give me that, too. Right. And so it didn't feel like equal. there was, yeah, mm-hmm. didn't feel like there was a, a good trade-off where, okay, you're giving money, but I'm giving something you're not giving. But what could Michael offer him? I don't know. <laughs> like, he's not into comic books. Yeah. I mean, what, he doesn't do the bar scene. Yeah. So you're not taking care of all the drinks. Um, I really don't know out, what like, they could trade. Yeah, what Michael they, could offer and trade. No. I don't know. The only thing Michael can trade is that ass. And they keep it coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then the compromise, I guess the trade-off they come to you is that, aside from that, <laughs> is that uh, Michael says, well, just let me pay for something every once in a while. Mm. So that's what they get to. So then we see uh, Lindsay and Gee, and they are assembling a photo album, looking through um, some just family and friend photos that Lindsay fraud. has. Yeah, they're trying. Yeah, they're really going in on this fraud. <laughs> <laughs> they got Creating a slew of pictures. Fraudulent family history. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they going for it. Yeah, and then Melanie shows up. And she's upset because Lindsay is going to marry Gee because she feels like really pushed out. Like, things feel final at that point because clearly she's still hoping... Well, it's part selfish. of her... Yeah, part of her is still hoping for a reconciliation between her and Lindsay, but she feels like, okay, if Lindsay marries this guy, they've got to at least put on the front that they're really yep. married for this certain period of time before they're in the clear or whatever. And so she's like, that's really going to close the door on our relationship. So True, but she has no right to be upset. I mean, she really doesn't. Not really. You, know, I mean, you haven't been there. You haven't been present at all. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I'm not gonna list the things again. But you haven't <laughs> been. You haven't been there at all. Yeah. You have not made any contact with me. 
you have no right to tell me what I can and cannot do. Yes, it's wrong. Yeah. Okay? It is. It's wrong. But I'm grown. You left me. I had to get it by any means necessary. <laughs> I'm figuring it out. Yeah. But it does, I think she does realize that because she's finally come there to say, I do miss you, Lindsay. And then they both just kind of admit their own shortcomings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Melanie says, I became jealous and resentful. I demanded too much. And then Lindsay tells her, yeah, well, you thought I didn't give you enough affection. I only cared about my own needs. And so they both admit their own flaws and faults in their relationship. Well, um, Lindsay saying that doesn't sound like she admitted anything. No, she, you know, now think about it, she didn't because she said, you thought yeah, I felt yeah. like this. <laughs> She's so, like, mm-hmm, great, so it was you. Lindsay's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Melanie is awful. Yeah. And because of that, now Lindsay has to go marry Gee to make the mortgage payment. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Melanie. Yes. <laughs> this is what you win. Over at Michael and Dr. David's house, Michael is packing to go. And we see all his little gifts for this uh, upcoming Paris vacation. And he did not buy that. No, Dr. David has bought him a boss jacket. And Michael's like, well, I had to have something to wear. Yeah. (laughs) And And brand new luggage. Brand new luggage. He got him this camera. Yeah. Like all this stuff for this trip. (laughs) He should have went half on that. Mm -hmm. I bought the tickets. Now you buy our luggage and our stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. He couldn't even do that. So. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't want to go half on nothing no but you know and all and the friends at this point now that they're seeing it they're kind of their comments are image is kind of like oh whatever this is mm-hmm. nice but then i think it does in a way make michael feel a little uncomfortable but at this point he i think he's kind of basking in it too i'm gonna say i think he likes to kind of brag especially when around brian yeah you know kind of like so not brag but like you say He's enjoying it. You yeah. Know? He's, well, he's because sell- we know Brian has boss leather coats, mm-hmm. all, you know, and so now he's got his own. <laughs> yep. He does. And he didn't have to buy it. Yeah. Somebody well, bought it for Justin him. Justin recognizes, like, that's a top of the line camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad loves the high end things. Mm-hmm. So he knows. <laughs> so he's getting ready. You know, obviously he has said, yes, they're going on this. Um, they're going on this trip. Well, so while he's going to finish packing or whatever, the rest of the guys leave and they're going to go to Woody's. And while they're going in, uh, Justin spots Chris Hobbs there on Liberty Avenue. Why is the hell is he on the strip? Well, uh, he says, and I quote, I'm here to check out the freaks. And that's why his ass is the freak <laughs> while he's in that area. Yeah. Now. Well, um, so Justin goes down and kind of... Uh, um, Puts him on blast. Well, yeah, he goes and confronts him. And um, Hobbs pushes Justin and Brian steps in and is like, hold on, dude. <laughs> you know, not around here. Yeah, not over here. Um, Trust me. But then Justin proceeds to spill all the tea about Chris Hobbs, telling them what happened and how loved Chris it. loved it. Loved it. And, uh, you know, because I think Justin is feeling... I mean, he's confident at school, but he's extra confident here because mm-hmm. this is his territory, yeah. his domain, where he is normal and Chris mm-hmm. Hobbs is the freak, you yep. know, or the one who's different. He's the one who's the outsider. And so Justin feels that support at his back, which is something that he doesn't have at school. You know, right. he's got Daphne, but he doesn't have like He doesn't the have the army yeah. like he has now. Yeah, yeah, so then Chris Hobbs gets upset and, uh, of course, and makes a threat and then he walks off with his friends and... Ted's impressed. He's like, I can't believe you did that. Emmett says, you go, baby. He's impressed. I said, you go, boy. (laughs) But then Brian looks at him and he says, congratulations, you just made yourself a real enemy. And when he says that, then you see Justin looking like, well, crap. I did. I might have. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, 
you don't always stay on Liberty Avenue, Justin. Mm-hmm. You got to go back into Chris Hobbs's territory yep. Monday through Friday, you know? And but now that you've told his business, you've put it out there, you basically outed him, yep. possibly. And so now you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah. And it could get real nasty. Yeah. I mean, because he has his honor to defend, you know, right. even though it was true. Yeah. But he still has his reputation of being this jock, the ladies mm-hmm. man, you know. Not gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now, real. because before it was like, I just want to pick on you and make fun of you. But now it's like. You speaking on me. Right. So. And so I've got to shut you up. Yep. Is what it's turned into. Yeah. yeah. That's what it could turn into. That's what it could turn into. Turn into. We hope it doesn't, but it could. But the Liberty Avenue gang cheers for yeah. Justin. Because like we talked about with the guys earlier, a lot of them can probably relate to that. They had a bully and probably the majority of them wish that. When they were Justin's age, they, they could have stood up. up to their bully the mm-hmm. way he did. You know, that they would have had that opportunity. And so that's where the episode ends. Oh, it was so good. That last scene with Justin. I mean, it was empowering mm-hmm. to watch him stand up. Yeah. And he commanded the attention. Yeah. Everyone was listening <laughs> mm-hmm. to every word he was saying. And he had so much charisma when he was talking about it. I don't know, like... He liked it when I jerked him off. He yeah. loved my hand. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever he said around those lines. It was just, it was like, get him. I was right there. Like, I was happy. Yeah. Well, because whether it's right or wrong for him to do that, just the fact that he, like, that's who he is. He's going to defend himself. He's going to stand up. And right. I. And you said defend himself because Chris came to their territory looking right, for shit. Right. He came there intentionally looking to start issues you have no reason to be on liberty avenue period yeah yeah if you don't agree with anything down here if you think that we're all freaks down here why would you come here so obviously you came looking for Mm -hmm. something yeah and yeah this goes back to something that we said in one of the very early episodes like and again whether you think it's right or wrong what justin did i like that they're showing us a strong young character a strong young gay character who is Mm -hmm. out and who is proud Who's going to make some mistakes and whatnot, but who is just like, no, this is who I am and Mm -hmm. I have a right to be this and you can leave me alone. (laughs) Exactly. You don't have to like me, but you're going to respect me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was really fun for us to actually review and talk about it again. Like we always say, please log on and be interactive with us. Send us any questions, any comments you want. You know how to reach us. Twitter, Instagram. You can go to um, Liberty Downer Dish um, at gmail.com with an email. You can go to um, LibertyDownerDish.com for our um, website. And we want to hear your feedback. So um, until next time, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.